Marion, I was just saying to you there, like the sands underneath your feet are constantly shifting. How do you cope with having to sort of let go planning anything with any kind of certainty in these times? I mean, you are one of those makers, doers, planners, organisers. You organise these plays with huge casts, the logistics of which through rehearsals and production, you know, the sourcing of everything down to the minutest little prop in its authenticity, the researching of stories and oral history and everything going back for every single production you've been doing in recent years. So you're a meticulous person when it comes to giving your attention to detail. And yet, who knows, she says, throwing her hands up in the air on the radio. How do you cope with that? It's a brilliant question. I'm not really sure because I'm a person that can mood swing in my personal life. You know, I have blue days and bright days. But from the moment I said, I'm going to do this, I prefaced every meeting and, you know, every proposition to every member of the team, you know this may not happen. Okay. So... I suppose, in a way, I had psychologically prepared myself for the possibility that it mightn't happen. And of course, the worst came to the worst. In my training, when I was trained as a stage manager, one of the one of the things you're taught very early or that you grasp very early is to be aware or to think about all of the things that could go wrong and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's part of what makes up my philosophy in life but then also there's the other part of me that has learned too there are things beyond our control and indeed my own control but in this case the universal control that we can't fret about and so it's very difficult for the young I think to grasp that but I'm now on the other side of my retirement age and I suppose I've had a few disappointments in my life that you look back on them and go, well, I suppose they happened for a reason. When you're in the thick of it, you don't see it that way. So at a personal level, I think that's how I cope with it. And also I'm a person that I, I tend to shut out from negativity and try to block out not so much bad news, but I try to see the good that might come out of something. It's not easy. And some people could say you're a dreamer. But that's okay too. But if I had come back down to earth, I wouldn't have created or had the lovely life that I've had worth and all. Does that answer your question? Maybe not. (laughs) Well, it comes close to kind of understanding how you will roll with the bunches. And, you know, Saturday being World Mental Health Day, a lot of people are sharing lots of things on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and that sort of thing, you know, positive mantras. And I think our resilience in general has been tested enormously since March. And the arts have been one of the things that has helped people roll through the waves that have kind of washed over the entire country, over the entire globe, let's be honest. But it's how we still protect ourselves within the arts and keep looking ahead over the waves to the horizon and know that we still can tack into the wind and I'll borrow all sorts of metaphors for that, but that but that we can. Because I know there were so many people on that ship with you who were thrilled at the idea of paid professional work, work on a stage with people in an audience and, you know, people who've been left in the lurch and, and literally just bereft since March. Well, there were, there were eight of us involved in the Cathy Barry actual production. I'm not saying in the writing of it now, but in the actual, mm-hmm. the business of putting on a product for public consumption. And it was very sad to face them on Tuesday afternoon and say, we're not opening. Now, I wouldn't allow... And allow, I meant it was like from the moment they came into the rehearsal room in the morning, I said, we're not going to speak about this until we have all the information to hand Mm -hmm. and until a management decision has been made. 
But it was very painful at the end of the day to witness young actors who were really dependent on this for their income now to shed tears. It was sadness more than anger is what I witnessed. They were worried about how they were going to actually meet their rents, how they were just going to survive. We were so happy to be creating and, you know, bonding. And you have to build that bond, obviously, in a rehearsal room. And for them to have it really pulled out from underneath them and not be able to say what they were going to be doing another week down the road or another month down the road, that was painful to witness. And I'm part of another group where we where we just, you know, meditate or sort of support each other in a positive way. And I, I've been listening to a lot of anger in general, uh, you know, with people being cross. But what I've witnessed and what I've kind of heard for this last few days is a sadness. And that's very worrying, given the, you know, the mental health world stay now and all of that. So we should take, obviously, the sadness with lots of things. But there are so many artists out there and all the ancillary businesses around. Like mine was only a tiny project in the scheme of things, but still it was a small project. And we felt that we were we were moving forward. We were creating something. We were helping people to come in and be entertained. But we were creating opportunity for people to earn, for to be able to provide for themselves, to move on to another one, to look at another way. I was challenged as a director to how to work. You mentioned early there that I was working with massive, you know, huge casts. And that was part, but I I now had to work with a smaller group. That was a challenge for me. And then also to to stage it in a way that was restricted by even budgeting for only being allowed to have so many in the auditorium. So, and we're only small. So could you imagine what it's doing to the everyone, to the opera? And I'm only talking about our city. So the local is very global, isn't it? I feel in my heart for those who are really dependent on making a living in the performing arts, the visual arts, all of us. I refuse to be sad about it. (laughs) And I know you're saying that this particular production was a small one, but all these little bricks and pebbles are what build the wall in time. So look, the light is in the window. It's not cancelled, it's postponed. So all the ticket holders, it will still be valid for when the show still goes ahead. And the initial plan is for it to be staged now in December. Isn't that it? Absolutely. We'd have gone in November, but Mm. there are two other productions coming in, Sods and Jesse Stars. So November wasn't really an option for us. So I had pensive myself in for another play in December. So I I just went, okay, well, maybe we'll just, if we can, we'll put this in there. And it worked out a dream. And I believe uh, people are really happy to transfer, which is lovely because that's encouraging for us now. We'll go back into the rehearsal room a little bit closer to the time. And fingers crossed that the two productions before us will do the business, that we'll do the business, and that, please God, we'll enter into Christmas and come out the other side of this with more things happening. People keep saying to me, are you going to record it, Marion? Are you going to? And I can't because I don't have those skills. I don't have the budget or the funding for it. But I will upskill and I will find a way. We will find a way to do those other things as well. But for now, we're happy to have it happen and open on the 9th of December. <laughs> Marion, if you add recording to your skills, like literally there isn't <laughs> there isn't a thing you won't be able to do. It's always lovely talking to you. I am sorry that this is the reason we're talking today, but I am also inspired by your determination and your hope and your positivity and your galvanising and sharing of that for and with everyone else as well. Marion Wyatt, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. 
Thank you. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.